What's happening, folks? Welcome back to another episode of The Christian Hansen Show. I'm Christian Hansen, and this is my podcast. Welcome to it. It is episode 51. Today's guest is the youngin' Johnny Millard, 16-year-old blues cat from Chicago, and also the man behind the music, the music you just heard, leading right into this intro. That's him, composed, originally written just for the show, for the podcast, by Johnny Millard. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate it. This is my way of paying him. He wouldn't take money, so I'm like, what can I do? I got to give you something, man. Boom, had him on the pod, and it was great. Um, I waited a bit, though, because I know he just, his father just passed away. He's 16 years old now. You got to remember this. So, However, losing a father, regardless, whatever age or point in your life, is devastating. I don't know what it's like. I don't want to experience it anytime soon, but my dad's really sick. So it's like I, I freak out, and I, I get worried about things. But... Um, yeah, it was good to talk to John. He's uh, talented. Again, he's 16 years old, and he's already played with people like Quinn Sullivan. Um, I know my listeners in the blues community know who that is. He's performed at Buddy Guys Legends, my favorite blues club in the world. Um, he recently was just interviewed interviewed in a documentary. Yes, uh, there's, this, uh, there's this agency called Bluesbird Talent Agencies run by Connor Court, Um who he's getting help from amazing people like Victoria Guy, which is Buddy Guy's daughter-in-law, um, wife of Greg Guy, and uh, a couple other folks over at Legends in the city. Uh, Connor came up with an idea called 594 Miles from Chicago, focusing on the history of Chicago blues in an archived way that has not been achieved before by anybody. Originally started with 45 artists, musicians, producers, anyone in the community of the blues. Now 100 plus um, October 22nd, the first season is released. And John Millard, I don't know if he's in the first season, but he was interviewed for the pod, or not for the podcast, for the freaking documentary. It's awesome, man. Connor's doing amazing things. I used to be a part of the project, but I got caught up. I have so many things going on in my life too that, you know, I wasn't pulling my own weight. I was not pulling my own weight like I should have. And, you know, they said, listen, you want to focus on your own stuff? Go ahead and do that. We need to, we need to be focused on the film, priority number one. And so we parted ways, but you know what? I'll never, ever, ever forget the moments and experiences that I had with the film. I really am proud of that entire team. 594 miles from Chicago. Be sure to check it out and support it, please. Independent filmmaking, like I know, is not easy. It's expensive. You're doing it all on your own. Uh, No big money uh, funds or loans coming in from... uh, you know, big corporations, all out of pocket. Independent filmmaking is a uh, is a industry that uh, is starving. But there's a lot of talent out there. But financial barriers and obstructions get in the way, and that hinders a lot of people who have creative minds and talents from doing anything. So get out there and support them. Support 594 miles from Chicago. You can check out John Millard in that doc um, sometime. Hopefully in the next I don't know year or so. I don't know when his thing he's dropped but uh he was in it but uh, i came across john at the arcada theater in 2018 when he uh, stepped on stage with grammy winner eight time grammy winner that is buddy guy and he tore it up with quinn sullivan that night he's a local kid just down the street from me and uh, it was a good chat we talked about moving on from the you know grieving um the loss of his father um creating music he's in a band and we just we just had a good chat and you're gonna listen to that right now this is me doing the thing with john millard enjoy so you make it sound like it's so easy though right i mean how do you how do you find these people right i mean 
where are you how do you know who 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 to talk to obviously once you get in touch with a bookie you're pretty much good to go but i mean how did you how, obviously your dad before he <clears> passed <throat> god rest his soul obviously he ushered a lot of advice along to you and you know stuff like that but is it is it really just all you for the band that we're doing yeah it's mostly me i mean wow my my drummer and bass player they get some they get a gig here and there for us but i do all the marketing and the network Jesus. it's just uh, a lot of it's it's being in the right place at the right time and having mm. really good performance on them but like a lot of it's it's very hard i make it i don't make it look easy because i'm not that i mean i got some shows in there man right but i, I wish i could be doing a lot more i'm so proud of these other guys because they're booking a lot of stuff but a lot of people underestimate us and the people who know who i am know what they're getting into mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm very proud for what i've done this year i got probably eight shows down in this wow. summer that's it's, crazy it's not bad to bounce back from covid especially right. with a kid band so right i'm working on another project with an adult band with my guitar teacher he's an awesome bass player Jeez, man it's gonna be cool, man. We're gonna try to get some gigs down at Roses or some of the blues clubs and more blues stuff. Right. Now yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, I know that. That's how. That's where I came across you for the first time. Um, was at the Arcata Theater with Buddy Guy and Quinn Sullivan. Oh, yeah. Um, I came across you there the first time. Um, but you touched on something interesting. You said you're trying to get into more blues places. Is is that really? Would you categorize yourself as someone who's really? trying to just play that or you just kind of play whatever you want and generally the blues is what comes out of it i like to i like to remember my fun fundamentals and my roots Mm. i like i I came up as a bluesman and i want to i'm i love playing different things and i don't like playing like a slow blues and a shuffle every night but i know that's how it is when you're in chicago yeah that's what that that's what makes them legends and that's what gives them the blues but i like playing funk man i like playing fusion yeah i like playing like it's still blues but i like playing the blues that you can't call out at an open mic night and the entire band will know what it is you know what i mean right no i get it It's a lot more complicated man well see that's the thing blues is the play it's easy to play which is good and it's bad at the same time because everyone else could play it but the 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 interesting thing about it being good though is that leaves you room to advance it to to um to do something different with it right which is which is nice absolutely a lot of people think that blues is just easy oh one four five that's the easiest genre that you could play it's literally done right little shuffle little stuff like that but then you get into it you go down at these clubs and you listen to a really good rhythm guitar player they play so much more than that simple stuff and that's what that's what makes it good and bad at the same time because if you really get into it Mm-hmm. then it gets very complicated like yeah. it's a, it's very jazz influenced it has other stuff in there and it's not just about playing dun, 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 mm-hmm. or, you know what i mean right obviously the the basis is all in there though right like that's a, that's the the framework oh, for the for the genres the framework i think just for music in general to be exactly. honest with you i mean everything it, 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 it is strange to think though like to to know that like you know where music would be without the existence of the blues like i don't i don't know what music would be i I don't know where it would be if it wasn't if it wasn't in existence because all the genres nowadays even pop if you look at the 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 framework and structure of it it's all coming from the blues it really is which is which is mind-boggling 
yet we don't talk about it. You know, I completely agree with you, man. I think that there should be more blues players in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for that reason and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think blues should be much more formalized and recognized by the young people because they need to understand that without the blues, there would be no classic rock. There right. would, and without classic rock, there would be no pop and so on and so forth. It all it all stems like even Keith Richards says, I was reading upon it today. If you don't know how to play the blues, you might not, you might as well not play any other music. Right. And I was thinking about that in depth. I I completely agree with him and what he's saying. That Mm -hmm. that makes total sense. You don't have the blues. You don't, you can't play. There's no point of playing other music. Right. You got to come back to it. I mean, look at all like Zach wild. He plays metal black label society, but then when you'll catch him listening to buddy guy and playing a slow blues with, a jam track, you know, everybody has to play the blues at some point in their life. Right. Man. A lot of these classic rock guys fall back on it. Sorry, Absol- I don't mean to no, cut you off. No, 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 you're right. Absolutely. I, you're totally right about that. It brought to my mind again, think it was Vinnie Moore. He came out with a record, a solo record a couple of years ago called Soul Shifter. I mean, he was in, he's been in UFO. He's, I mean, he's, he's labeled as a classic rock metal guy, right? And Soul mm-hmm. Shifter was basically his coming out of just, the whole album was instrumentals of blues, rock, and jazz oh, yeah. instrumentals. And people were like, what the hell? He's like, I love the blues. So it is interesting to see that, you know, even guys like Ingve, right? Like yeah. deep down inside, he's a classical and blues lover, but everything he puts out is, you know, it's, it's shred. It's, it's really strange to see how many people really are affected by the genre. It's, right. It's, you know who's a really good example of that, man? Who? John Mayer. Oh yeah, that's my guy. I love that. Exactly, man. man. He is man. I like. What is it? Where the light is. That concert. Oh yeah, that yeah. Is, that's half of half of those songs are all blues songs. Everything, all like, of it. Yeah, is. the solos yeah. are at least right. That's crazy. That that dude is he. He was a, he's an amazing writer and he plays pop too. But then if you really look back and look into look inside of him, he's a bluesman. Right. That's what he came up on. Stevie Ray Vaughan, BB King. Oh, I cannot talk to. No nah, man, you're Excuse all good. Me. You're right though. Absolutely right because you look at uh, and that's honestly, dude. That's why he came out with uh, continu- uh, right after Continuum. He came out with a record that threw everyone off. It was the trio, right? It was the album was called Try. Steve yeah. Jordan, Pino Palladino, and Mayer. It was just a blues rock trio. trio. He did the that ultimate trio. He did that because he was fearful. He was fearful that he was never going to advance himself in his career. As far as he thought, he was going to be labeled as an acoustic pop performer and that scared the Mm -hmm. living shit out of him so that's the reason why he did the trio was to tell people that hey i'm actually a blues lover through and through i admire the genre more than i can play it right this is really me and then after that like commercially like he really hasn't won much since i think maybe he's won one grammy since no he hasn't i don't think he's won a grammy since continuum and the trio came out the same year it's because people were like, eh, I don't really, I don't know about Grammys it. Grammys are rigged. Right. Oh, so sad. It is. But you know what? Man. Yeah, I mean, to, to piggyback off that, um, as far as the appreciation that the genre, you know, doesn't get, you were just, uh, you know, able to be a part of a very special project um, that uh, Connor Court and Vicky Guy, um, I think Nicole Ehrenhardt too. She works at Legends. I think she's working with them too on that. Um, the five ninety four. Um, what was that experience like for you? Being able to be a part of this uh, new wave of 
archived history, uh, especially, you know, after what happened with your father. Him, the blues and the music, I mean, you are, it's like a tag team. You and your father were, were like a team. Having him not here anymore and doing that interview, um, how hard was that? I'm in very high spirits with my dad passing. I understand that he was suffering and he he was in a lot of pain for a very long time. So I know he was looking down on me in heaven. I wear his chain every day. I got a little chain with his ashes oh, in it. That's great. So I, I know he's always with me at all times. And I knew if he, if he was still here and he was in pain and stuff like that, he'd just want me to do the best I could and not worry about him. So that's what I did. Right. But I'll tell you one thing, man. I only I only studied for those three interviews <laughs> that you guys said, put. Yeah. <laughs> those three interview questions that you guys said, man. I didn't realize that it was gonna be a whole documentary, but you know, I I think it made me do better because I would have been really nervous about that. As shocking as it is, mm -hmm. I still get anxiety from the stage and doing interviews and all that stuff. It's just I don't know, but yeah, I think I did better That's that good. I didn't know. Yeah, and I think it, it, I think over I think preparing sometimes uh, gets to your head too, right? Because then you you yeah. prepare for something, and then you get there and you're like, wait, what? This isn't what it was. Oh, this is nothing. Mm -hmm. I think we overcompensate and we we make more of it than there really needs to be made. And uh, I think generally that affects everything you do in life. But no, I mean I, I find that interesting though. Like you have no problem getting up in front of a 900 plus capacity you know filled venue like the arcada and share the stage of buddy but you you get a little uneasy sitting down uh, on camera for an interview oh i will tell you what playing on a big stage like that is 10 times easier than playing in front of a small stage really i i promise it's it's anything you do up there on that big stage the crowd just goes crazy and that's just a awesome feeling and it makes you want to do even better oh, okay. but when you're on a small stage you feel like everybody's judging you and if they're not digging it then you can see it like no matter what when you're on a big stage unless everybody makes it known to you that they don't mm. want you there it's it's just going to be a great time right but I, I got i do a lot good i do a very i do a lot better now i used to be really bad with the interviews and fucking other stuff excuse I, my language dude, man it's all good don't worry about it no, I, I get it. I mean, it's, well, again, I'll preface this another time for people who are listening to this when this comes out is, I mean, you're, you're only 16. I mean, so it's like, I wouldn't really get too caught up in that fact of, you know, the whole interview thing, right? I mean, I don't think I've, I didn't even think you were as young as, as, as you really were, but I mean, this is only the beginning of what honestly may turn into something you know i hate comparing people because everyone's different but i mean you saw what gwen sullivan did he turned out pretty i mean there there's not too many people out there in a position like you are i mean as far as the young guns go i honestly think it's probably going to be you and i hate doing this because then i always feel like i'm missing other people toby lee this kid over in the uk i know toby lee are you going to interview him man I don't know. Happy Sunday, guys. I don't. <laughs> but no. Uh, but but you, Toby, um, and Taz. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, other. I'm sure you know, right? But who else out there is is you know scraping the surface as far as potentially breaking through uh, in in a in a way that hasn't been done in a while as the next wave of blues musicians. I mean, who else out there? 
Miles Miner is a good one. Is he a Chicago guy? He's a Chicago guy. He's oh, really? A, he's a little oh, bit okay. older. He's in his 30s. Oh, he's a bit Miles, older, yeah. He's a bit older. I mean, Pedro Rourke, she is a drummer. She oh, plays with Lindsay nice. Alexander a lot. She is. She plays with a lot of people. A lot of the young guys don't like playing the stuff we like to play, man. Really? I had to bribe my drummer. He's a punk drummer. He likes, like, 21 Pilots, Panic at the Disco, like, mm. Old Green Day. Like, I don't oh, even know some stuff. of these punks. Yeah, but... He's a punk drummer. My my bass player plays with his brother's band called Watchtower. They mm. play like fusion kind of classic oh, rock metal I've stuff. Yeah, Watchtower. Yeah. He's play he's the bass player for that band. Um but a lot of these young guys don't like playing blues. It's mm. sad. It makes me sad. I was just raised different because that's the only music that we really listened to. In the car, we were listening to classic rock and stuff like that because that was the loop and the drive. That's when radio but, was radio. Yeah, right? And the Fox, too. 1039 The Fox. Oh, you yeah. ever heard of that one? Oh, yeah. That was the best. I love Pat Capone on that station. Vinyl Vault was amazing. If you haven't checked him out, 95.5 on the river, Sunday night. Sorry, I just had to put that I love it. There. No, I, I see him on Facebook. I love Capone. Pat Capone, yeah. man. He's my guy. Yeah, but, awesome. um, but any, anywhere else we were going to listen to blues, man, we were going out to blues clubs. We were, I was young when my dad was taking me to like the blues fest. I've been running, remembering going to the blues fest since I was a little kid. Sure. It was all blues. And that's what I just, after I played with buddy the second time at the Arcada, when you saw me, mm -hmm. that's when I decided, Hey, this is, I want to do blues music. Really? And that's when I got serious about the band. And that's when I said, we're going to be a blues band. And it kind of evolved to where we're at now. Yeah. Right. No, that's, you know, that's, I, it is crazy though to think. Obviously, it's whatever, whatever is introduced to you early on is usually what sticks, right? So I, I that, that totally makes sense. For me, it was, it was kind of the same thing. That's all my dad had. Literally, it was all blues or classic rock. And yeah. That'd be just, that's all you heard. It's like, sure, I guess I listen to that. So if it was any other way, it, you know, it, it could be, you could be in a different spot, but because of it, you're in a, a position right now to do some crazy cool things and you are, which is mind boggling. I mean, when they, uh, I, I remember seeing you on the news too. They did a, um, um, there was something about, really? or maybe it was, it was online. Maybe it was a news article online that, uh, they published about you. It was like this Kenyan, Kenyan Woods kid spends oh, the talent fest yeah i mean do you oh. obviously you're young but this did you ever let stuff like that kind of were you kind of did anything ever get to your head or you just never thought about any of that stuff what do you mean by gets my head like like oh like hey did you see that news article or did like were you i didn't even know they made a news article. i saw the newspaper i was right. in the newspaper right. i remember that yeah, mm -hmm. but I posted it, you know, a lot of the kids at school don't care for it. They don't, I mean, the select I mean, yeah. music kids, they don't care for it like that. Like, I didn't tell a lot of my friends that I was a guitar player and I play with people out like mm -hmm. that until about maybe last year. Mm -hmm. And I've been playing guitar since, what, third, not even first grade? Mm. Why did I say? I've been really playing guitar on stage since, like, third grade. Jesus. And... I didn't, I, that was my stick. That was like my stigmatism. I didn't want anybody to know that I was doing that. Why? I, I, people didn't like it. They made fun of me. They're like, oh yeah, you, blah, blah, blah. you make guitar faces and stuff like that. And I, I let it get to my head. Now I don't care anymore. Cause yeah. I'm, in, I, I'm high school is a breaking point for everybody. 
that point you're just like yep this is my group of crowd i don't care what anybody else thinks. Right. So at least that's what happened to me so the people that appreciate music for what it is mm-hmm. they they support me and stuff like that but otherwise they don't care people in high school kids suck man they do <laughs> kids suck they they absolutely do trust me I, I understand this so you started when you were what you said third grade that's when you really started to get in yeah that's when i started like playing on stage what the third grade is about like what, 10, 11 years old, I think so. You said playing on stage? At the, so when did you actually start playing? I was five years old, okay. I, I can say, when I started playing, yeah. Wow. And I was getting lessons, too, so I was really playing. Oof. I started getting lessons at you five liked years the, old. You like lessons? Did they actually do anything for you? Or yes, you? they did. They, wow. they built me up to where I am now. So you're and one of the ones been who with can the read. same teacher, man. Oh, I cannot read. I'll tell you, I cannot read that. Okay, well. so you're gonna I have can... to explain that one. How does that? How okay. do these lessons work? So, my guitar teacher was in a band, a band with a dude named Frank Bang. Frank Bang and the oh, Secret Stash. Yeah. yeah. My parents were going out to see Frank since I was in the womb. That's my pa- my mom and dad. That was their band. Them mm-hmm. and the Brooks family. And my dad wanted to get me lessons from Frank when I was four or five years old. He was talking about it. They probably seen Frank like 80 times. That's what my mom told me. And Frank was busy at the point. This is just what I've been told. Frank was busy and he recommended his bass player, Josh. And from that day, we got a lesson and I stuck with it. And I'm still getting lessons with him to this day. Wow. But the lessons are, it started out I wanted to do in the book. Mm-hmm. And I was doing all the fundamental stuff. I got to a point where I could play chords. I can do all that stuff. I can I can read, but it takes me a while. Oh, I get it. Like, yeah. like I, I have to read in school too. Like I'm in jazz band and stuff like that in regular band. So I can read. It just, it's not my favorite thing in the world to do. So, but we went over book stuff all that stuff and then i started saying i wanted to start playing music on stage and i started going out and playing with country bands and i started playing with rock bands like just danny's pizza and elgin you know where that is oh yeah i do yeah i just used to we used to just go there anytime there was bands and just can i get up and play with you and that's what we did so in lessons i just build me knowledge on playing music build my just throw me at stuff exercises on theory not i don't need to learn how to do all that book stuff right now we'll put that off to the side and i really regret doing that i shouldn't have done that at all i should have kept learning the book stuff and went through all that stuff and then do that i made a big mistake you think so do you really think so i I, I regret doing that i should be able to read thoroughly now i thought it wasn't important then but i'm realizing now it just makes you a 10 times better player Wow. You got to do that stuff. But the one thing I can't say about that is I wouldn't have the experience that I have now that I do on stage. Sure. And that's what I mean. Like I'm- a lot of my playing experience, like a lot of people tell me that I have a lot of soul. And the reason why is just because I used to just go to blues clubs and just play what the dudes up there were mm-hmm. playing. That's what they told me. Anybody that I used to talk to after a show, how'd I do, man? What do you, what could you, what could I improve on? I asked these people, what could I do? Just keep listening and take what you want and leave the rest. So then my guitar teacher, he gives me exercises and stuff to build up my theory knowledge, like how to play jazz, how to play Mm. stuff like this and how to connect and how to play outside of the box and all that stuff. But I developed my playing ability from myself and other musicians helping me and throwing me stuff. You know what I mean? Damn. I mean, I've been honestly, man, I've, uh, 
playing guitar is aggravating sometimes. Like, right? It's like, very aggravating. I I can't like I I can't play to save my life, but it's like it's like really just finding the time, putting forth, you know, an effort, and you know, results will happen. But I mean, how do you stay focused? I mean, it's a big thing. If you don't stick with it and you don't do it, you're not gonna pick up on it. I can, gotta, yeah, I can't play. I mean, I could play little, but like playing soloing over anything blue, I can't do that. Like that's just that's all I'd ever want to do. But I think I'd find it remarkably um mind-boggling how you remain to stay focused like was it when you were younger you just did you go out i mean were you just always trapped inside playing mm, you know that's kind of that's that's where it sounds weird i wanted to be a kid man part of me thought it was like oh yeah i'm cool and i'm playing guitar and stuff there was like a that balance. but i was just like uh, yeah and the balance was more towards like a kid me playing baseball stuff like that i've been a baseball player up until last year i was very serious about baseball why'd you stop it was, music took over that's what you want I got, to do. I, that's after i played with buddy i was like i want to do this i think i can make this a career mm-hmm. and i set my mind to it there you go but it was it's it, the balance was always more towards me being a kid until i played with buddy and that was the breaking point mm. what was so mesmerizing i mean obviously i don't have to say you know it's being up there with, with buddy himself is just uh, a privilege Beyond belief, not even just him, his whole band, Hambridge right. on drums, his son Greg, Rick, you know, uh, all, everybody being with that band's remarkable. But <clears throat> what, what did he, uh, did he, did he talk to you before the first time you went up on stage with him beforehand? Yeah, we talked for a little bit. It was, it, it was, it was all a blur. It, it was a blur. I can remember asking him questions just about his past and history and just him telling me stories and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But when we got up on stage, I always just told him, tell me what you want me to play. And I think the the part that kind of mind boggled me is when he invited me back. Like yeah. after the first time, like when, when the first time when we got up there at the, uh, I think it was the XRT event that they put on, they used to put on at Legends Day with Tom yeah, Marker. Yeah, yeah, Tom so, Marker, yeah. But he saw me there playing with, somebody there and he told me to get up on stage with Corey dennison afterwards and then he invited me to one of the january shows i was there for one of them yeah i didn't get to they didn't let me in there i wasn't 21 and they were they wouldn't let me in so when i went back to one of the jam nights he remembered me that's when it shocked me wow that's nice. he remembered me and he was like we're gonna get you up at ravinia we want to give you a shot wow and then he gave me he his manager was there he told his manager to come to the club and Holy his manager cow. gave me his information, and I just email his. Ma- I just had to email his manager, and then after the first time we played Ravinia, then they told me to come back for the Arcada, and it it just blew my mind. Yeah. It really it, that was just insane at that moment. I was like, "Holy shit, dude!" That's I just nuts. got invited back to play my buddy guy, man. It was. I got the golden ticket too, man. I got the all access pass. I feel so grateful yeah it's so amazing i mean i can't even i mean every time just seeing seeing him or people like jimmy vaughn or robert cray live in itself is just a trip and then getting getting to do that i think the arcada one was was even cooler because i mean it's basically like you have your whole family there right i I mean you didn't I did not. You have to. Your dad was there, though. My my mom, my dad. Still, um, though, I mean, it's like a home. It's like a home, home show. Like just yeah, just yeah. the thought of driving less than 
<laughs> to, 20 minutes to go yeah. play with buddy guy that's fucking cool to get back in your car and come back home yeah i it's didn't just, sleep for two days i'll tell you that how about beforehand did you not sleep two days beforehand i didn't sleep that night beforehand but i drank a monster that morning so i was cooling yeah and the ad- adrenaline rush was getting me going throughout yeah man that's crazy i think i was at the the january show you did i was uh think i remember i saw Corey Dennison, it was January, like January 20, was 19? Was it a 19 show? I remember I saw Corey Dennison. Something like that, I and think. And you came out, and uh, I always feel like Buddy forgets your name, but I think he's just what he does. He goes, we got this little boy, what's his name? It's Johnny, he's going to play some blues. Then he comes up, and he just, man, there's... Uh, I get jealous over shit like that because I think it's so cool because I think all kids who really, you know, want to play guitar at, at that sort of level uh, or close to some sort of level like that, seeing them live out that opportunity, it's like, damn, it's like, shit, that's that's what hard work gets you. That's what, you know, that's that's what happens when you grind. That's and, what a lot of people don't get, man. A lot of these kids give up. They just expect they it's going to happen. Exactly. See, I never expected anything to happen. I'm like, hey, if I know, if I want anything, like I have to work for it. It's not just going to come with me because I don't live, you know, I don't live in a, you know, we're not billionaires, right? You know, it's different. Right. Some neighborhoods, kids get born and then just get everything. And, you know, the sad thing about those situations is, one, you have people who are like, oh, these kids are selfish pricks. It's like, no, 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 no. Some of these kids could be the nicest kids in the world. They just don't know anything other than that. That's all they've known their whole life. Exactly, so there's that line man. because you have people who are like, oh, he's a jerk. I'm like, no, he's actually a really cool kid, but he just, this is all he knows. Exactly. And that's the thing that's, that's, uh, that's sad about a lot of things in this country. People just don't, finding that work ethic is, is tough. It's very tough. But finding it at a young age is key to 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 becoming successful consistently. And I, I think, obviously, you've done that. I mean, I, I don't know. I just think it's it's remarkable to, to, to be doing what you're doing and stuff like that. But anyways, so you start playing and stuff like that. What was, uh, what was the first real blues jam that you kind of put together and felt confident about getting out and doing live? First song. Like with on like live the first stage, time. Live, like live stage, stage yeah. Nick Moss coming to Danny's oh, Pizza yeah. in Elgin, hell yeah, man, that was awesome. Dave Spector was sitting in that oh, night. Oh, he's great too. You know who that is, oh, man. Yeah. I, my dad got me hooked up with that gig once again. My dad did sure all that did, stuff yeah. for me. So you know, you know the Randall's Pancake House. Oh yeah, of course. Don't tell me they did a show there. No, oh, no, 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 no. I was going to say, so what the hell? My, my parents were out at breakfast one morning, and Nick and Patrick Seals were there eating breakfast, oh, no too. And my dad runs over there because my dad and Nick have known each other for a mm. while, I guess. That's what my dad said. But he went up and asked, hey, can my kid come out and play with you at Danny's? I seen you playing there. And Nick said, yeah. So he had me do a slow blues in D. If you look up slow blues Nick Moss, it's mm. the one at the Blues Bender in Vegas, I think. That's oh, wow. what it is, yeah. And... That was that got me going on the blues, and mm. I appreciate Nick to this day. Nick Moss is one of my favorite people ever. I love that man. He's 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 been nothing but nice. Him and Kate have been nothing but nice and very kind to my family, and giving me opportunities that nobody else could. Mm. 
I, I, I think they're great. I mean, but I think the other thing is, though, too, is, is there's this community, right? So, like, we saw what happened after, you know, God rest his soul, Ledbetter passed away. I right. mean, the amount of people, like, there was, like, all these people, they all reached out, right? Like, everybody knows everybody. Everybody talks to everybody. It's like, they're, everyone's in it together. So, I mean, I... I don't, I wouldn't find anything like that, like, oh, wow, that's shocking, or that's surprising, it's like, that's just, that's just the community, you know, it's crazy to see how tight-knit it is. It really is, that's, I'm so grateful for the blues community, and how supportful they were over this passing, it was, it, I, it, we couldn't have went through it without the support of everybody, and we appreciate it so much, me and my mom. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't, it, it is, I mean, it's like, I think then you really realize and value the relationships and people in your life. Right. Once something of a, you know, of magnitude like that, like losing your father, I mean, then I think you realize like, whoa, like there was people out there who really, you know, they cared about us. Like, it's like, holy crap. Like I haven't talked to you. You know, people are like, I, oh, I haven't seen you in years. It's like, but I'm there for you. It's like those people come out and it's like, damn, that's special. Know what you mean, man? It was it was it was very nice to know yeah. that how many people thought of my dad as one of them, and just he was just the biggest supporter of music, and everybody realized that. Oh yeah, it was. I, I don't say there's a couple of people, but I think my dad was one of the biggest blues supporters in Chicago. Without question. Oh yeah, for sure. I, he was always up for going to see music, and it was me that wouldn't go sometimes. Sadly, I, that was once again me in the balance of being a kid and a musician. Mm-hmm. We've had some pretty cool opportunities together, man. We got like back all access pass to Lollapalooza. How the hell did you swing that? We Terry Sullivan, Terry and oh, Quinn Quinstead. Sullivan gave yeah. us. Yeah, they gave us those passes after an incident happened. Uh oh. Um. Yeah. Was it an incident? <clears throat> a bad? Was it pretty bad? It, it was all right, and it was, yeah, it was, do you know who Kenny Wayne Shepherd is? I know oh, you know who that oh, is. Oh, yeah. that's my guy. Uh-oh, what happened? Yeah, he. You don't have to he, say anything he, if it's really bad. It's not, it wasn't that bad, but we were, I was trying to get my guitar signed by him, and he was like uh, probably 50 feet away from mm. us, and we were calling his name out for like four hours, trying to get him to come over and mm. sign my guitar, and mm. he wouldn't come over. So my dad, no, being my dad, blasted him off on Facebook oh, no. and stuff like that. It, funny. it was, it's, it's my dad being a, an Irish man. You know, my dad was an asshole. I'm sorry to say it. I love him very much, but he was an asshole when he was mad. It's okay. You're saying in a loving way. He's probably laughing right now in agreement. Not in. Oh your, yeah, he's probably giving me the finger at the same time though. <laughs> but like. Terry reached out. He said, hey, man, look at Quinn's playing this year. I think it was like 2012. I just looked at the bracelet the other day. And he gave us all access passes. Man, I was on the side of the stage watching Gary Clark Jr. play at the big stage. Lollapalooza, man. I got pictures of it still. And when we were backstage getting food at the, I think it was the big, I don't remember where Mm -hmm. it was, the big stage. Two people ahead of me was Jack White from the White Stripes. It was just Famous people among famous people among famous people. We we didn't get to walk out in front to go to different stages. We got a golf cart to go ride around. Ooh. We were that all access, bro. It was it. Thank you, Terry Sullivan and Quinn. <laughs> to this day, we still are very thankful for those 
And I can't even, I barely even remember it. All I remember is seeing Gary Clark Jr. on the side of the stage. Did you talk to him? That was, no, I did not talk to no. him. Have you met him? No, I have not. He's great, isn't he? He's awesome. I love to see what he turned into. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely really changing, uh, changing the industry and making people really scratch is. their heads. Like, right. Especially with his last album. Like, that first track just throws everyone off. Right. And then, like, you listen to the rest of the album, it's like, this could be six different genres. What do we call this? I cannot wait until you guys hear my music that's coming out. It's going to be crazy. It's going to shock everybody. So you're in the studio. You're working on this stuff now? I am not in the studio, but we are coming to it. I am writing. I'm finishing up the songs, but we are going to record a single at home. Mm. We're going to reach it. It's our title. Excuse me. <clears throat> you're good. Sorry. You're good. We're going to rec record a title track called Milkbone. Milkbone. The Uncle Funk Blues Band. I don't know why we decided to call it Milkbone, but it's a funk song. It's been pretty cool. And then I'm going to release an EP for myself after my dad. And mm. it's going to be all the songs that I wrote right after my dad died. Oh, wow. And then later, I have enough music probably for two albums or four EPs, I could say. Hmm. So I, I have a lot of music ready and prepared to be in the studio whenever I just need to find the right recording band because right now my my playing band we got a lot of shit going on with everybody else and stuff like that. What do you mean? Like they're all busy and stuff? Schools coming to an end. My drummer lives in Texas. He's got a studio though. We're I'm that's why I'm heading down to Texas next week actually. Oh, wow. Because we're, we're gonna go build his recording studio and help him move into his house. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how'd you find him though? I mean, did he did he just move there? Uh, I yeah, he just moved there oh. like a couple months ago. But I've known Sam since I was. 10, 11 years old. Oh, wow. Concord, we were down playing baseball at the fields, and um, he was always down there just riding a scooter around with a basketball. And I, I played baseball with his brother for a while, and my parents always used to see him down there. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he played drums, and I figured it out probably in seventh grade, and we started hooking up, just me and him going over to his house and playing Tightrope by Stevie Ray Vaughan oh, and Shot that. the Sheriff. Yeah, I didn't know any punk songs. We were just doing blue stuff, and I had to convince him to do it right. But I'm glad, I'm glad where he's at. Mm -hmm. He likes playing what we're playing. He, we're playing a lot of fast, crazy drum stuff. That's not once again don't hear at a lot of the blues jams, but right. it still has blues roots. But I've known Sam for a long time. Yeah, that's great. That's good. So you're going down there? What next week? This week? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. So is this just you, and your mom? Nope, just me and Sam. I'm going down there because he has his mom down there. So just you. Wow. Okay. Cool. That's great. You're gonna head up. Uh, where in where in Texas? El Paso. Oh, El Paso. You should uh, you should try to get up to Austin. That's like the hottest place in this country right now. Not like temperature wise. I don't know. It maybe is. I don't know. But like, how far just, is El Paso? Austin. I don't know. I just know Austin is literally the center of entertainment right now. Everything is going crazy down there. Oh, that's far. Yeah. 500 miles. Damn. Dude, that's like driving across like a couple states. Right? Texas is big. Okay. You have to fly there. Damn. Dude, that's, yeah, Texas is huge, Shit. man. It's like, it takes, that's, oof. 
I've never been, so it should be interesting. It sounds like Austin won't happen, but you should. Uh, it's it's that's the place. Everyone, Austin Entertainment, is just. I bet, yeah. This is the center of everything, Did right? Buddy, now. just play a show at Austin City Limits. Uh, I think he. I don't know. Just uh, is that a couple of years ago? Oh uh, yeah, maybe a couple of years ago. I know he just did a show in Indiana though with uh, yeah Cheap Hard Trick. Rock. Yeah, that I don't, was Cheap Trick. I didn't VIP, know who that was. Yeah, I think it was VIP event or I don't know what it was, but I, I saw videos. Oh, the city that was. No, he's coming to Austin City Limits. I think. Yeah. Wait, I don't know. I don't know, but I know he's torn in, in uh, the sem- in the fall. I think so. It's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting to see. Do you got any? You said you were thinking about getting uh, getting into some blues clubs around here. I know. Are is Roses back up right now? I'm pretty sure for the weekends, the Blues Club, like Kingston. Um, Live streams or like actual in person? Shows. Sure. Okay. They're yeah. doing shows on the weekends. I don't think they can open up during the weekday, but I know they're doing shows on the weekends. What about Kingston? I, I heard the that Mines they were are close. doing shows too. Oh, they the Mines start? are doing shows. They started yeah. back up. Okay. I Joanna know they had a... Connor was there, John Primer, Corey oh, Dennison. No kidding. When did Corey play there? I think over, over some time. I, I saw him up on the schedule though. Oh my gosh, I have to check it out. I haven't seen them in forever. I haven't seen blues, really live blues. And oh my gosh. Dude, it's out there, man. I just went to Taylor Street Tap last night and played with Rick King. Oh, yeah. Oh, Cheryl Youngblood was there on the 19th. Oh, she's a Mike Wheeler Band. Vance Kelly. I swear, Joanna Connor. Damn. I swear I saw Corey Dennis in there. Taylor Uh, Street Tap is is doing a lot, huh? Where is it? That's in Little Italy? Or no, no. Yeah, right outside of it. It is. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know where that is now. That's right on the corner. Yeah, they, the Rick King and the Royal Hustle do a thing every Sunday night, 8 to 11. You should check it out. They are awesome. Sunday, 8 to 11? Yeah, I was there last night. I'll be there this Sunday then, because uh, Monday's Memorial Day, right? Yeah. So I guess that means nothing's going on Monday. Let's do it, man. That would be cool. I'll check it out. When, so, I'll be out there, too. So what shows you you got coming out? Uh, let's see. So when's this going to come? This is going to come out... Tomorrow, the twenty fifth of May. So what? Uh, any shows coming up? Uh, let's see. I got one coming up on the twelfth in Carpentersville. June twelfth, Carpentersville. Where are you going to be at? It's the Moose Heart. The Moose Heart. Awesome. Yeah, it's. Hold on, let me look up the thing for it. Excuse me. It is the Moose Heart at the Moose Riders, the Moose Illinois Moose Riders Lodge Illinois in Moose Carpentersville, Chapter One Fifty Eight. One fifty. Send me that information, and uh, I will send you that information. I'll definitely have to twenty dollar, twenty dollar cover for a steak dinner, and the music is between five and ten dollars if you just want to come for the music. That's what I've been told. That's what you've been starts told. at eight. So we'll see. Well, that's I exciting. think we're gonna play a two three hour set, something like that. We got play as long as we want to. So if we just feel like jamming, we're just gonna jam for a while. That's good, man. That's good stuff. I got some coming up on July tenth. Tw- uh, the Big Bird Bash up in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, and a couple of blues and barbecues in Elgin at the Dutch Inn West. Um, Where's that? It's it's in Elgin somewhere. I'll send you details. Yeah. I don't know where that's exactly is, but it's pretty cool. Got a couple of things, man, and I got some August dates, oh, various that's... ones. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, do you guys? Uh, you got the band coming up. You got the band together here now. You guys got a website? Anything out there? Anything to? Uh 
direct we attention a to page and you can send them my page to the john john millard on facebook i put all my stuff on there and the Un- uncle funk blues band on facebook awesome we got facebook that's good stuff you should check out the uh, open jam there's one in at the uh, even flow in uh i've seen the even flow yeah, yeah. In Geneva. have you done that one before a couple of years back, I've been there, but not recently. Yeah, you should you ch- to go check it out. Yeah, every Tuesday. You they know do what it there. is? Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's uh, there's this blues jam band that goes there. Like they kind of work stuff out there too. So there, there's always a bass player every week. There's a bass player there now. So you think they'll let the band come up and play? Oh yeah, of course. That's what, I mean. That's a it's a jam night, right? So people go go there with their own bands. They'll do if you're with a band, you get like four songs each each band. Cool. I mean, it goes from like eight to midnight. It's pretty. It's pretty long. It's it's we actually a very good out. open jam. Tuesday? Yeah, yep. Every Tuesday. Hmm. Every single Tuesday. And then every Monday, there's an open mic at the Batavia Bulldog Bar. I've heard of that place. And then every Tuesday as well, there's another open mic at St. Charles. It's called at D&G Brewing. Those brewing things? Okay. Well, yeah. Isn't there one at Pollyanna too? I don't know how to say that. Pollyanna. Yeah. Pollyanna. Sam Wyatt, I think, does those too. I don't, there's Sam a lot Wyatt's of a stuff. Guy. He is a good man. There's a lot of cool things happening. But uh, Well, that's exciting, man. So you got the milk bone. Uh, when's the single drop? Not exactly sure yet. We are going to start recording within the coming July. July. I think. July. Yeah. It, or the middle of June. It's going to be different because I'm heading off to Kentucky the 15th Mm -hmm. and I'll be gone till the 20 something because we're going down to the WC Hendy Blue Hendy Blues Festival. Mm -hmm. We're going to go see Eric Gales, Walter Trout, Samantha Fish. It's a free blues fest, bro. It's the best lineup I've seen all year. You win it? You're just seeing it. Yeah, I just seen it on Facebook page. Yeah. Not just I, we. I seen about it on Facebook page, and I was like, "Oh yeah, well, that's great. we're headed down. We're heading a road trip." That's awesome. It's gonna be crazy. I cannot wait. Well, that's exciting, man. It sounds like you got a lot going on to keep, you know, to uh, you know, keep your mind free, uh, to keep to keep you, you know, you got enough going on to keep you moving, right? It's good yeah. to to see that. I'd be. It'd be worried if there wasn't much going on because then you start to, uh, you know, have resentment about things like, oh, should I have done this with, like, oh, maybe I wasn't nice to, you know, my dad went to, it's, you start to have all these thoughts and then you start to, you, you, you work yourself up over things that you really can't control. So it sounds like you're busy and keeping your mind free and healthy, which is good. So I'm happy for you. It's, you you're doing good though, right? Everything's good. Yeah, man. Good stuff, doing man. Good. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much, Christian. I appreciate it, man. You betcha, buddy. Take care. Take care, man. There you have it, folks. 51 episodes in the books. Me and John Millard, that was so much fun. So much fun. Again, the man who did the music for this podcast, that was him, John Millard. Be sure to support the show. Best way to support the show and support the guests is by visiting, like I always say, thechristianhansenshow.com. Let me explain again. Now you can find out every episode up there. You click on the episode in which you're trying to find out more information about. 
and it's going to have links to every single uh, you know place, website, uh, social media platform you could find that uh, you know respective guest in. So if it's a comedian, it's going to have all their upcoming show dates live and always refreshing, you know, in, in real time. So if there's a city that a comedian you know is coming to, it's not too far from you. Check them out. You could do that. Find out. You could find out where that's going to be. If they're going to be coming to you by going to our website, thechristiananswershow.com, all that information is there. Please check it out. Sign up for our emails and find out all the info and much, much more about each and every guest that has been on the show. Do it. Support them. Support the show. Like always, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google, or listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. Well, we'll see you next time here on the show. Till then, stay safe and be well. <laughs>